in a world where standing six feet apart is recommended, Podcasticon rose from the ashes in January of 2021 for the first audio-only pop culture convention. Well, fear not. This summer, Retrofied Magazine and Podcasticon present Blockbuster, a one-day-only convention where guests and podcast hosts come together to talk about the movies and experiences that we all love. There will be panels about blockbuster movies and even a parade. Follow at PodcastCon on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to PodcastCon on all podcasting platforms. Retrofied Magazine and PodcastCon present Blockbuster on July 3rd, 2021. The one-day audio-only pop culture convention to end all one-day audio-only pop culture conventions. Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, yeah, Breaker and Bane's power hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation. Oh no, the most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. Sound is episode 380 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. 380. 380, bro. Yeah. We are 20 away from 400. We're getting there. Yeah. Getting close. Getting very close. That's a weird number I never thought we would get to. Yeah. 400. Never thought about it. No, never did. Um, we got a lot of lot to discuss today, of course. We got some wrestling talk. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk. Uh, May the Fist Be With You is rapidly approaching. Yep. I'm sure. A couple weeks away. I'm sure everyone's excited about that. And then, uh, you know, I haven't updated our tournament stuff there, but uh, we announced last week the best fictional pro wrestler. Yep. I think that will be a fun tournament once we dive into that full tilt, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in fact, um, I, I can't remember who it was. Someone tweeted me a picture of the revolting blob. Yeah, it was Soda Hunter. Soda Hunter from, yes. from Billy Madison. And I was like, oh, he's on the list, pal. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Don't don't think we didn't think about old revolting blob. Oh, yeah. Uh, good stuff. I always wanted that issue of Wrestling World that the bad guy had. Yeah. Because I know it's not a real magazine, but as a kid, I thought it was. I was like, man, I want that. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a stunt. <laughs> Uh, well, this doesn't really fall into any of our categories, so we kind of throw it here in the beginning. Um, Target announced they're basically not really stocking trading cards anymore, mm-hmm. 
due to the crazy fad that's developed on cards yep. and resulting in someone pulling a gun on another individual in the parking lot over cards. Yeah. Uh, cards have gotten hugely popular in 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, I remember my first like introduction to cards were tops baseball cards. Yes. At Walmart. And I remember just getting them and the fun was opening them and seeing who I had. Yeah. And, you know, and like, it was like, oh man, I put them in a little plastic baggie because I was so proud of them and right. couldn't wait to add more. And then, you know, um, the fat I felt like died. Yeah. And I don't want to say died. Mike the Cleaner would actually be a good guy to talk to about this because I think maybe he was into cars before being into cars was cool. He really was. Yeah. And, and I, cause I felt like cards at that point were beanie babies. Yes. Hugely popular. Everyone was talking about them. The section was huge. Everybody said they were going to be worth money one day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm getting this is going to be worth big money. Yep. And, and again, it falls into the whole category of like, well, it's worth big money if someone's willing to pay for it. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, but I felt like in 2020, 2021, they really turned a corner and became hugely popular. Again, people are going crazy to buy cards mm-hmm. of all kinds, sports cards, Pokemon, even uh, things of that nature. Um, I don't know, man. It's wild to me. I've never, I've never would have assumed that this would have happened. I've always liked cards, but just to collect, I've never looked at them as like a trying to get a rare one or anything. Yeah, you know, I did when I was a kid. Like sure. a big thing for me was like getting rookie cards for sure. for baseball um, and uh, basketball as well. I, I actually have a, a Troy Aikman rookie card, but like oh, a, nice. a lot of people do. Um, was that just something you got randomly, or were you like seeking it out? The Troy Aikman one wasn't. I actually got that for a birthday present. Um, oh, nice. It was like in a plaque and everything. It was pretty cool. I think I, I looked it up, that exact same one. It's really not worth too much money even to this day. Um, but it was still cool to have as a kid. Um, and then, um, you know, but then on top of that, I was a huge collector of the uh, Marvel cards, the one that like you get nine of them and it makes one page and, mm-hmm. and it was all one picture and things like that. And, um, I was a huge, me and my brother both were big collectors of those. And um, and I've always wondered why we don't have those now. Well, them or DC, you know. As popular as comics are right now, yeah. I, w- I think those would be huge. Well, and that was that was also like a, my first introduction to a lot of Marvel Marvel characters. Sure. Like that was the first time I heard about Cable. Um, that was the first time I heard about Jean Grey. I mean, there was a lot of them that I had just heard about because of the trading card. I'd be like, oh, they look cool. Like all of a sudden you see like a Deathlock or, right, you yeah. know, or um, Deadpool or somebody. Yeah. It's like, oh, who's this guy? You know? Right. And then there's always that little bio on the back yep. so you can read about who they are. Yeah. I had a, uh, this is kind of a weird story. My grandpa was dating a lady mm-hmm. years ago and they'd go on vacations with us and she had a grandson who was a few years older than me. Yeah. And he collected comic cards. Yeah. And I didn't really know a lot about comics. Like my only knowledge of comics was really like animated series. For sure. You know what I mean? It's like and Batman. Superman. Yeah, Batman. I knew yeah. about X-Men and stuff like right. that. But he was showing me his comic cards, and I was just like, whoa. Like yeah. These are so cool. Yeah. And I was I always wanted them. I never really collected them. Like, you know, years later, I went back and got a few. But I, you know, there was when cards weren't really that hot, you could get on eBay and buy a full set of like Marvel Masterworks. Right. 90 card set. 40 bucks. I'll just do that. Yeah. But then like, it's, it's not, you have them all. It's like, it's not even fun anymore. Right. The whole collecting aspect goes out the window. You buy them all in one, like, you know, big, 
foul swoop like that. Well, and a big, big fun thing for me, like my dad uh, worked at a paint shop on a, it's not there anymore, but at the time it was 71st and Mingo. Mm-hmm. Right next door was this place called Wizards Asylum. Dude, absolutely. And they, now I think they're more focused on like, you know, your tabletop Dungeons and Dragons yeah. type games and things like that. But they used they still to have comics and stuff. though. Yeah. But I think they're more focused on the other thing. And, but uh, they, they had one section, like right when you walk into the right, on the wall, it was like all these different cards, and that used to be where I would get like the Marvel cards and things like that. And Dude, I re- so I remember, you know, obviously people that aren't local don't know. That's actually a little bit of a drive for us to get out there. Yes, yes. And there was actually an El Chico on the other side of the intersection. And that's still there. It's still there. Yep. And my family loves to eat at El Chico. Me too. It's so good. Yeah. But I remember seeing the sign that said comics. Yeah. Always wanted to go in there. Yeah. Finally talked my dad into it one night. They were closed. Because, Damn. you know, comic shops don't stay open late, of course. Right, right. But I remember always wanting to go in there because I always thought that was, like, oh, man, a comic book store. Like, that would be so cool to to see what all they have, you know, because, like, that's where more cards and stuff like that are. But Yeah. But, yeah, like, that would, again, that's so weird that at least comic specialty shops don't have these these card sets like i would i would think that they would be a huge thing today even me going into like your vintage stock every now and then like i remember about a year or two ago i went in there with uh, the kids and i i remember looking because they have that little card section up front i was like i wonder if there's any kind of marvel cards up here i mean sure as hell wasn't i mean there was like plenty of other stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon things of that nature but but that's the thing is if they had a, like a t- whatever year, 2018, let's say, right. Marvel cards, you'd have probably bought some. I would have, yeah, just because I would have liked to have seen, like, not not that I want to be like, oh, yeah, I got to collect these again. It would just have been cool to open them up, see what they look like now. Well, you know what would have happened? You would have, you'd have opened them up. You'd have brought them here when we podcast about yep. them. And I'd be like, I got to get some. <laughs> right, yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, oh, dang, that's awesome. You yeah. know, like, I want to I want to be in on this. So, yeah. Anyway, um, as far as fighting people, that's uh, that's crazy, man. Why do you, why do you think the fad grew to that that point? I th- it got, it's got to be boredom. I mean, I I honestly have no idea. I mean, why the hell did Doggy Coin get so like high up in the stock market? You kind know, kind of like GameStop, right? It's like none of it makes any sense. I think it's just kind of like we're all bored. You yeah. know, I mean, we've been like doing a stay at home shit for. Like a year and a half now, we're kind of out of our minds. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna start seeing some like really wild stuff happening. I think. Yeah, yeah it's definitely uh, definitely crazy. I mean, I know Travis, you know, on the TV Toycast has referred to it a lot as COVID collecting. Yeah, and that, I think that's exactly what it is yeah. because it's not maybe something you would get mm-hmm. otherwise. Yeah, because I, I couldn't tell you the last time I paid attention to cards. Yeah. And I remember several times at Walmart seeing like WWE cards. I'm like, oh, cool. But I never was ever like, oh, I got to get them, you know, because I'm like, eh. And who decided they were valuable right now? Right. That's another thing, too. Like, who who was the one that said like, hey, guys, these are the next big thing. Forget about wrestling figures. Forget about this. Trading cards. Yeah. That's weird. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. I'm kind of curious when the Beanie Baby... Comeback happens. I want. I want to see people like grown ass men fighting over Barbies. That's the next thing I want to see. Princess unicorn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> da 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 da. da. Cha ching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we got some wrestling talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. 
Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. So, Big Underscore Bane, this has been kind of a, the talk of the wrestling world. Uh, how about AEW Blood and Guts? It was, yeah. about a, it was a little over a week ago. Everyone was talking about it. They basically, you know, they had planned this match kind of before COVID hit. Yep. To essentially be their War Games version. And uh, it, they finally did it. It wasn't initially how they planned. It was the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. But it, it took a lot of... Uh, a lot of people knocking it because of Jericho's big fall off the top mm-hmm. where he clearly landed on a crash pad. Yeah. I don't. Is that weird to you? That people are complaining about that? Yes. 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 Because it's like, you know, Matt Hardy legit landed on concrete. Everyone freaks out. Yeah. And now Jericho lands safely-ish. Yep. It's like, that's stupid. You know, like, right. how weird is that? Right. I mean... And, and apparently he really like hurt his elbow yeah. on the landing, like dislocated his elbow or something. Because you're still falling X amount of feet. Like I mean, 15 feet right. easily. Yeah. yeah. It's still a huge, ridiculous fall. Uh, those crash pads. I remember in the short time that I trained, I remember jumping onto one. They still don't feel good. No. Like, I mean, they're plushy and soft, but that's like canvas wrapped around that. It right. still hurts. <laughs> It's just not nearly as bad as a canvas. Like, well, it's like when Shane McMahon, yeah, when Shane McMahon did his big dive off the Titantron. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, you know, he landed on a crash pad. Right. Of course he did. Yes. He wouldn't be standing. He'd be dead. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I I, I give people a pass who complained about the uh, the death match because yeah, that was bad. The exploding ring. Yeah. But that's also different. Yeah. Than this. I mean, the crash pad, like, there's plenty of other scenarios where you see wrestlers diving off of things and you can clearly see the crash pad. Mm-hmm. And there, it's it's just one of those things. They have to put that in place. Otherwise, people are going to die. Remember when Rikishi got pushed off the hell in the cell and he landed on, like, that big truck? Yes. There was clearly a crash pad in there. Yeah, that's why there's a giant thing of hay on top of the crash pad. Right. Yeah, because they're trying to cover it, but it's obvious what's there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, lame. Right. Or Keish, you take that big 20-foot fall. Yeah. You know, like, it should have been an empty flatbed he was landing on. Right. Yeah. Very strange to me. And I, like I said, I've just never understood the uh, the reason for complaining. I think... Again, I didn't watch the match because I don't watch Dynamite. I don't have the access to watch it, much like yourself. I watched it. Oh, you did? You You saw yeah. the match? Yeah. What would you think of the match itself? Wasn't that good. Wasn't that good? No. I mean, it's a War Games match. Yeah. But the structure looked cool. The structure did look cool. And the, like the thing about War Games matches to me is they're all about... Like one big spot. It's never the matches are terrible. Yeah, they're not. They're not real exciting. Right, but it's all about one or two really big spots, and that's what this was. That was the one big spot, and you know, did they do it like where it's like two guys and the advantage, and then each time a yes. new guy comes in, yeah. yeah, and and it played to the heels, so the heels got the advantage. Big shocker. Yeah, I mean that's usually how it works. I feel yeah. like only people that ever that never did that was TNA. Because yeah. they wanted to be different, and I was just like, "Oh, that's so bad." I mean, you know, it's that weird thing they just of like start everybody in the ring at once. Or no, what? no, they start. They gave the baby faces the advantage, oh, and okay. I think the thought was, "Well, the heels always get the advantage." It's like, right. well, yes, because otherwise that does not work. Yeah, otherwise it's two on one, and like the baby faces look like assholes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they did something where one of the baby faces got taken out. So yeah, it's one on one. It was one on one, but yeah. then like you know, I don't know. But anyway. um, I mean, I think, you know, the War Games match suits AEW better than it does 
NXT mm-hmm. because of them having that more WCW feel. Yep. So I, I mean, I think it's cool. I'm, I thought the structure itself looked really cool. So it, uh, I like the fact that it's got the top on it again. Yeah. Um, I and the War Games cage was always so small. And yeah, I kind of, I kind of do wish it was a little bit lower. Like because one thing that, um, one thing that I always thought was cool is it almost. And and there were dangerous spots in the War Games cage. I know that, like especially like when you, especially that recent Brian Pillman mm. video and that resurfacing about him getting dropped on his head, you know, in War Games. But I mean, like, thanks, Sid. Yeah, but like, I always thought it was cool how guys like Sid could just grab the top of the cage. I mean, not that he did, but like, I mean, they could have, you know. And well, I remember like Steve Williams press slamming guys, and he'd push him up into the cage. Right. Like, yeah. That was always kind of cool. Yeah, but like it being so high up, it's it's like damn near a hell in a cell and. But yeah. at, at the same time, it looks so flimsy. I'm like, Sid could kick this thing. Oh yeah, over. You know what I mean? Like he, right. he, he yeah. could get himself out of it. Like it, it always looked a little, a little too condensed, I guess. Yep. So and then WWE did it. And I actually liked their version and not having the roof. It's like okay, I get mm-hmm. why because they can do stuff off the top. But yeah. it takes the whole concept of being s- you're trapped. In. Yeah. I so. do. I do like the fact that it's the only way to win a submission or. Um, just giving up, like mm-hmm. saying you surrender or whatever. I think that's how War Games originally was. Yes, they took Sub- away the submission or surrender, right? Yeah, they took away the pinfall aspect, which I think is great. Yeah. Well, and it's also one of those things I was thinking the old school War Games, you couldn't actually get a fall until it, everyone was in. Right. And well, that's how that's how um, WWE's is too. And that's how it should be. Right. Because all, like, all of a sudden, like, two guys are in and then bam schoolboy one two three it's over right you yeah know, like, you got three guys out there like what the hell i remember they did that actually wwe did something similar which i always thought was funny uh kurt angle when he was feuding with Shawn michaels is like i'm gonna do everything you've ever done in a month yeah and so he did his first ladder match mm-hmm. and it was just some jobber guy and he just pinned him real quick and yeah. like beat him he's like, i don't have to use the ladder <laughs> it's like that's the whole point but it was good as a heel you know right. it's just on tv so you're not expecting like this epic ladder match it's just Right. Kurt Angle having a reason to be a heel. I was like, that's great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I don't know. Like, I know everyone always has those eight. What I hate about the wrestling world now is the second AEW does something bad, like, everybody's all like, oh, look at this. It sucks. Yeah. It's WWE 2.0. Then WWE does something bad, and it's the same thing. Right. And it's just like, give it a rest. Like, nothing's going to be perfect. No. On any company. And and that's the thing. Like, I'm not the biggest AEW guy, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to blame them for being safe. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not also not going to blame the company for having botches because it's wrestling. It's wrestling. The, the fact that people even know what botches are pisses me off sometimes. Right. You know, it's like in 95, I never would have like made fun of razor Ramon for messing up. Right, you know what I mean. He was notorious for back. At, I don't know if you ever heard of the take two. Uh-uh. He would like when he'd work job guys if something didn't go well. He would look at the camera and go take two, yeah. and he'd redo it. Really, and that was like his like a trademark of his with job guys. Yeah, if something didn't go right. Yeah, they, I remember him talking about it on a podcast. He said it just kind of became a thing. Yeah. He said and sometimes it was like it made Razor look cocky. Yeah, but it was him just like. Not freaking out, not you know, because when somebody messes up, a lot of guys freak out, right? And you can tell, yeah, he didn't, yeah, he beat the guy up a little bit, shot him again, and then you know, caught him for the the big uh, followaway slam or whatever. Yeah, take two, yeah, <laughs> do it again. I'm like, that's great, yeah, you know? that's but awesome. like, but why not? Like, right. why the second you make something look like it wasn't supposed to happen mm-hmm. is how you react to it. I think, right? Well, and I think the thing that pisses me off about the botches the most is that. 
99% of the people complaining about the botches could not do this. Uh-huh. And it's like, how the hell can you sit there and judge? You well, know? you know, like, I, I don't know a lot of what the complaints were with Jericho's fall. Maybe it was how it was shot. It was it was the fact that you could see the crash pad. And, um, well, I do, I remember, you've seen The Punisher. Yes. There's a scene in that when he tackles the Russian, Kevin Nash, down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And he gets up and the Russian's head's turned backwards. Yes. He goes, I'm fine. He's not. And then he falls backwards. Mm-hmm. You can tell he lands on a crash pad because of how his legs are. Right. And you can see the... Yeah. But I don't be like, oh, lame. This yeah. sucks. Yeah. Screw Marvel. This movie sucks. Right. And I'm not doing that. Right. It's like, I'm just... Of course he fall on a crash pad. He's on a concrete floor. Right. You know, like, well, they're trying I, to keep the actor safe. I just watched an episode of the King of Queens and, and like, um, Arthur... Like ripped Spence's towel off in the locker room, like, and it was implied that he was nude under there, but you could clearly see his underwear. Yeah, and it's like I'm not gonna sit there and bitch about it. Like, ah, oh, he ain't really naked, you know. <laughs> I, I want him to be naked, yeah. damn it! It's, I want that awkward <laughs> '90s comedy, right? It's it's like it's just it's part of the show. I mean, so what? They had a bad camera angle, but it doesn't matter because obviously they're not going to do that spot so unsafe to where it would injure Chris Jericho. Well, of course, that was probably their first. Priority, right? Like we can't injure. Like if you're going to do this, we have to set up a crash pad, right? And so, I don't know. It just uh, baffles me. I, I don't get. Um, I, I don't know. I don't get how things are. But, but real, real quick, speaking of AEW, how do you feel about uh, Cody taking on the mantle of the American Dream? I don't know exactly what that is because I've always liked the American Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it would be like if Charlotte was the Nature Girl. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like that. It feels a little weird and feels a little forced to me. I like the fact that it's the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, the Natural, uh-huh. Dustin Rhodes, the American, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I'm perfectly fine with that. I I love the American Nightmare. I love that moniker. I love that nickname. I feel like him taking over the American Dream, even though I have no business saying this. Like, if he it, was a heel, I think that would be good. Right. Yes. But like, I I almost feel like he's pandering a little bit. Yeah. And that's like, I have no business saying that because it's his dad. I'm sure he's wanting to pay respect and things like that. But I thought the American Nightmare but he is did paying, that. Well, he's got dream on his. Right. I mean, he is paying respect. Right. To me, it, it falls in that weird. Ca- like Cody has done some things. I'm a big Cody fan. Let oh, me yeah. That me too. There. Me too. But he does a lot of things that I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah. He's not perfect by any means. And I think the fact that like, I, I feel like no one is helping him creatively. Like, mm-hmm. and he's just able, and that's probably one of the great things about AEW, but like also one of the bad things. Right. And so no one's saying like, ah, maybe that's not a good idea. Right. You know? And I think the fact that he does have so much stroke in that company, like he's able to do whatever the hell he wants. And I, I don't know for me, this feels weird. I remember when he lost the TNT title to Darby Allen, which was actually the first night he was Cody Rose. I yes. can't remember which paper that was that full gear. Maybe. Was it full gear? Not the last paper, the one before that, maybe. Full gear for full gear or all out. One of those two. He loses the TNT title to Darby and he gets down on a knee and hands it to him. Yeah. I'm like that is really it's too much. Really weird. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. and then like I know a friend of mine, Daniel Cross, brought up when he was getting the lashes from MJF, mm-hmm. how he was selling like it was killing him. Yeah. And he was like, No, you need to sell that like you're pissed off. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's right. that so he'll do things that I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like that, you right. know. So and th- it's not cringy, I guess, but it's maybe a tad much. Yeah, it's like 
overdoing it a little bit. It's one of those people on Facebook who are very, very gushing about their relationship. And you're like, you know, you're fighting off, off, yeah, off Facebook. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you you're, are really putting it out there too you're, far. You're posting that because y'all got in a big ass fight earlier on. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's living vicariously through a, a different, through a fictional life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would be my take on it. Again, I'm not trying to knock Cody. I'm a fan of his work. I am too. Yeah. But him being the American dream, if he were a heel, right. I think that that would be okay. And maybe he is, because I actually saw a lot of people commenting, saying, like, every time he pro- he does a promo, I swear he's a heel. Yeah. But, he like, he's not. But, like, everybody's like, he should just be a heel. Like, he, he cuts heel promos. But I don't know. Like, I don't watch it enough to know. But Right. And, and maybe the story will develop more. Maybe. And we'll have a better idea. Because I, I think the as the American dream... Cody Rhodes, like as a heel, that would be, yeah, I think you're right. I think that'd be great because it's like a slap in the face almost. Exactly. Um, the Fiend has taken some time off. A new report, I guess. Uh, he took some time off back in October. Um, what I was reading, and I don't know how true this is, but apparently very, very few people were in the know about Brody Lee's health. Yes. Bray Wyatt being one of them, being yeah. one of his best friends. And that was a big reason why he took the time off and did the fire angle and that whole deal. He came back, of course, at WrestleMania, as we saw. Apparently mm-hmm. not in fighting shape, as Vince McMahon didn't think he looked the best. And so it was kind was of... Was he not? I don't recall it being different, but maybe to Vince it was. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't... I, I felt like maybe he wasn't as jacked as he was when he first came back, but I didn't feel like he was back to the old chubby Bray. I didn't either. Um, but I'd have to... I mean, it might be one of those things, if you watch it again, it might be obvious. I don't know. Right. But apparently he's taking time off again uh, to try to get back into shape. Um, to be fair, though, I don't feel like The Fiend's a character that needs to wrestle on TV every night either. No. I I think the, the only thing I'm not a huge fan of is how they almost kind of just gave the mantle to Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And now Alexa Bliss has all this voodoo magic and things like that. Um and she's got her little voodoo doll that she carries around with her. But I I, I imagine they're kind of just letting Alexa Bliss run free until The Fiend gets back. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I like The Fiend, and I think you're right. He doesn't need to be there. He's an attraction. You know, I, I look at him very similarly to The Undertaker, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most everybody does. But, like, you know, not... <clears throat> prime time undertaker where he's there every week. Like, right. I mean like later years undertaker where he shows up once or twice a year. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it is just him getting back in shape. I, I, I think, um, yeah. I mean, when he's jacked, he looks effing jacked, yeah. you know? I mean, he's always kind of like, uh, kind of thick, but you know, I mean, if he, if he gets jacked up again, I mean, that'd be great. Yeah, it's one of those weird things because I, 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 it's one of those things when you have a death of someone that close. I think it definitely can take a messes, bigger toll on you. Messes with your head for sure. More than mo- most people may realize. So I'm, I'm hoping he's getting back on track. But uh, other news: RVD's Icons episode uh, is going to be up uh, today as we record, or as uh, this drops on Sunday. Okay. Uh, I thought the Yokozuna episode was great. I thought the Beth Phoenix episode was great. I'm looking forward to this, man. Yeah, me too. Um, I feel like it's been a while since we've had one of those. I yeah, kind of forgot about them. So, yeah. yeah, this will be good. I know Lex Luger and the British Bulldog are still to come, so I think okay. that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Then other news, uh, I, we don't talk a ton about like current wrestling, I don't feel like, but I thought this is we're talking about Cesaro getting a title match, universal title match with Roman Reigns. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. I mean, it's... 
I think what they're doing with Reigns right now is um, just letting him mow through everybody. Yeah. I don't like, I mean, I don't think this is going to be one of those matches where Cesaro is the guy to take it. You know, I think they're doing a lot of what uh, they did with Brock Lesnar, where they just brought somebody up. Right. Brock knocks him down. Um, Because, I mean, there was that stretch of what, three or four months where Brock had Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Ricochet. I mean, he had like four or five guys that he went through before he got to the guy that he lost the title to. And, so I kind of think they're doing that with Reigns here, giving him just feeding him guys, and then maybe it's SummerSlam or something like that. He'll have the big opponent where maybe he drops the title to or something like that. But it also could be a moment for Cesaro to show people that he's Absolutely. a top-tier talent. Yeah. Because I felt like him and Rollins had one of the better WrestleMania matches. For sure. And they, they've also got this, this really, actually, it's been a long story of um, Reigns and Jimmy and Jay. I believe it's Jay who's actually like the right-hand man or whatever. Because Jimmy just came back, did he not? Yes, and they're continuing that story from basically when Jay fought Roman for the title or whatever it was. And so now they're kind of continuing that story. Jimmy's kind of on the outs with uh, Roman and Jay, and it's kind of cool to see that story continue. So, I mean, maybe it'll be one of those guys that gets the title shot and takes the title off of them. That would be cool, too. It would be cool. I'm, I'm definitely excited for it, man. I think stuff like that, when you kind of do things that are a little bit different. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've said that before. It's like when they were doing Roman versus Adam Pierce, you're like, whoa, okay. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, never mind. Now it's going to be Roman and Kevin Owens again. For like, the fifth time. <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? It just takes the wind out of your sails. So yeah. when I see something like this, it does get me excited yeah, to a degree. for sure. Uh, anyway, we got some movie talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Breaker and Bane at the movies. 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 All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now, Big Underscore Bane. Uh, I got tagged in this like three times. Apparently, they're relaunching Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's yes. going to be on the CW yep. with adult players, and they're actually putting them in some sort of a jungle-type scene. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at some future Blue Bear Cooters right here. Yeah, I, dude, I'm, I'm down to play it. <laughs> you know, I'm down to be on that game show. I think it's honestly, if you think about it. Compar- I can put together that three-piece monkey. You, you better. Know? If you do it backwards, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> it's made me mad. I'm like, damn it, you idiot. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> What's funny is you could tell on those old shows, especially watching them now, no one had a clue what they were doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was just so, they were so bad. I feel like it's like almost like a stressful event, too, because you yeah. got like people yelling at you like while you're trying to do stuff. and. But Legend of the Hidden Temple, I will say, it was one of those game shows. I felt like it was a little far out of the box for Nickelodeon. Yeah, it was. And it was a really fun concept. Yeah. You know, um, so I guess Old Mech's still going to be a part of it, which. One thing that got on my nerves, though, watching it as an adult was like all the history lessons. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Just get to the games. That part <laughs> was a little, yeah, a little tedious. Right. The steps of knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I remember we watched an episode for the, for an energy shot one time. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny because the first game, there's the six teams. The first game is like you you go basically go across this water mm-hmm. type thing, either in a boat or whatever, and then the second player pulls the boat back and then they do it or whatever it is. 
four teams advance and like the two teams that are eliminated it's like oh you get nerds yeah and, like literally their consolation prize was nerds yeah <laughs> like damn yeah i hope you let them at least keep the t-shirt gosh dang <laughs> like what a horrible what a horrible thing yeah no kidding but I, I don't know. I think this could actually be a huge hit. I think so, too, yeah. Um, outside of a, a kid's show, mm-hmm. if they did it right. Because like, the way they're talking, I'm thinking, like, this sounds like Survivor, Amazing yeah. Race, all that type of stuff. But if you modernize it and make it more yeah, more challenging, I think, could, I, be, could be a fun thing. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to be on season one because I want to find out what they're doing. Because if they're actually putting you in a jungle setting, I mean, hell. There could there could be like a, a real game with snakes or something like that, and like Big underscore Bane ain't doing that. You Big know? underscore Bane ain't doing no snakes. Damn right. <laughs> well, I mean, I I would imagine it's a lot more controlled than than just th- floppy in a jungle. I, I, hey, I've seen Fear Factor. You know, I I know what they're about. They're about on these game shows. See, I don't even I don't believe that they were actually eating that weird stuff. Not not completely. Maybe they were, but I don't know. I remember one time they had to eat one hundred year old pizza. Yeah, I'm like. Who keeps pizza for a hundred years? I mean, I got some pizza in my fridge. It's a couple months old. Like, you know, yeah, that's questionable, but a hundred years. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a bit too long. Yeah, that's, that's a little too long. And where do you find who, who keeps pizza that long before eating it? You know? Right. Exactly. I mean, like it's yeah. not edible at that point. It would just be mold. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of lame. Um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. We saw a trailer for it. This is the official sequel to uh, Venom. This yes. came out, I believe, in 2018. So we've we've known about this for a little while. They did a little teaser at the end of Venom with uh, with Woody Harrelson playing Cletus Cassidy, a.k.a. Carnage, mm-hmm. which I believe is his first time ever on the big screen, Carnage. I think so. Um, I know v- Venom was one of those movies where a lot of people talked about how bad it was. And then I saw it, and I was like, this really isn't bad. Yeah. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah. It's not an Academy Award winner, but... Yeah, but you had low expectations. Right. It's a know? fun comic book movie. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that I think uh, I, I can already tell that Venom's going to be a little too vocal in this yeah. film, uh, which I don't like, you know. But, um, you know. It, it's and what do you mean vocal? Like just talking he's, too much? He's talking too much. Yeah. yeah like uh, I, I, if we talked about it a little bit and it reminded me of like when they did Batman Begins to the Dark Knight, how his voice became way more over the top. Yeah. It's just like. It's. Okay. It seems a little like a little too dumb, you yeah. know, like him. Because um, Venom's a badass and right. he needs to be portrayed that and way. Venom making the pancakes and all that stuff in the trailer and like just having a good old time and singing or whatever the hell he was doing. I was like, that's, I don't know, that's dumb. Now, <laughs> so you have low expectations for this too as well? Yeah, which means I'll probably like it. Well, I mean, maybe. But, but I, I think that part, because I, I don't want to hear like Venom like, bringing yucks all throughout the movie, you know, and just cracking jokes the entire time. And that could be the issue of him being a main character and not a villain. Right. Or maybe like a Spider-Man type team up thing. Well, like, which might've been a better movie. It should be, you know, like, like, uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulk, Mm -hmm. like the Hulk's not really, he's like the crazy guy who can't really talk very much. Bruce Banner is the smart guy who talks. Maybe he's the funny one. I think that's how it should be. Like, you know, Tom Hardy should be like cracking jokes, being funny. Venom should be like, I'm going to rip your head off. Right. You know, I, I, that's how I see it. But I mean, I, I'll probably end up liking the movie. We will see. It comes out this summer. Now, now I do know you made a, a, a funny thing about this, which I thought was hilarious that, uh, it did say only in theaters. Yes. Pretty much. I think revealing that 
they they don't plan any type of at at theater at home right. situation. Yeah. Now that being said, Voodoo typically has theater at home for a lot of new releases. A lot of them, but they have to have the deal. Um, right. There's that movie, and there's also Spiral that actually comes out as we record this today. Um, it's that new Saul movie. You know, that so that's what we need is more Saul movies. Right. It's um. But it it said only in theaters, and I'm like, nope. Guess I'll check it out in four months when it's on Voodoo. It, but that's not that big a deal, right? I mean, no, I don't care. But like, it's it's annoying to me when I'm spoiled to you're to spoiled HBO. to it right I'm, now. Yeah, spoiled to HBO Max, and I know a lot of people are like ready for those theaters to come back, and I'm I'm happy for them that they get that opportunity. But not me, you know. Yeah. I'm like smack dab in the middle of getting vaccinated. I'm still not going to go out, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, when we've talked about that a little bit, because we read that letter from David Thomas about the theaters and I, so I'm very much in the middle, you know, I'm riding that fence post mm-hmm. and the key is put your mouth on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I, I see your point of like the theater's really not that exciting. Yeah. But I also see the point of people are ready to get out and do stuff. Right. They're ready to leave the house and be like, okay, I'm stuck, you know, getting anxiety, being in the house. All that. So I get that. And, um, but my, like to me, like, and I know everybody's different, but to me, that's just not my idea of fun. When I think of, cause like I get sleepy when I watch movies, uh-huh. the last thing I want to do after sitting in a dark room for two and a half hours is drive home. Yeah. Like I want to like, just get off the couch and go to bed. Yeah. I mean, for me, like a fun outing is like going to the mall or freaking, you know, going to the to the fair that's in town, you know. I mean, going to Mayfest, things like that. Like, but to be fair, like, you know, the fair, Mayfest, those are not everyday weekend occurrences. Well, I know they're but few like, and far between, right? But like, there's there's always something going on in town that you can do that's fun. That's not the movie theater, and, well, uh, for sure. But I mean, like like I said, everybody's different. So of course, people love going to the theater. I yeah. get that. But like for me, it's just not. I don't know. That's just not my bag. No, I get it. And the, the, but the thing is, I think with with movie theaters, the thing that they've always had up until probably this year or this last year was that's the only place you saw new movies. Mm-hmm. There was no other place to watch Venom. Let there be carnage. Right. So you go to the theater because that's the first time you can possibly see this film. Yep. But at the same time, I have this. I have similar feelings, like you said, um, about going places as. Um, Video rental stores. Yeah. We've touched on that a lot. Those aren't coming back. No. I don't know how they could. But I, a big reason why, um, you know, the theaters are coming back, though, is because when they started opening them back up, I guess these movie companies, like, made bank mm-hmm. on because everybody was like, they're open. I'm going. You know? Right, right. And so because everybody was so panicked about getting out of the house, there was this huge increase for these production companies once ah. the theaters opened up. And, so, and see, and I kind of thought it would be opposite. I, I did thought too. people would be out of that habit. Right. But like because it was like, hey, we're open. We're only showing these old crappy films. But right. like those production companies who get the royalties, they've made a huge amount of cash off of it. Sure. And so they're like, well, I guess uh, we're going back to theaters. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. I don't know how long this lasts. I I still feel like this is kind of the red box era. It, it is. It's it's going to like eventually. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's just this was like for people like me. This was like kind of just the preview of how it's going to work out. Yeah. You know, like it's going to go away for a little while, but it'll be back. 
Well, like I even mentioned to you, like the drive-in theater might be something you enjoy. Yeah, but see, with that, like they only play four movies at a time, and it's but all it's a double feature. They'll play that one. They'll play Venom. You say that. I think they would. You say that, but there have been times where I've wanted to see a huge movie, and it's not showing. Those sons of bitches. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's literally, and it also depends on what's coming out. Yeah. Like if there's like six movies coming out that weekend, you know what I mean? But well, I mean, I say that. Who knows? I mean, it's it's one of those weird things with movies. You never know which direction it's going to go. Like I right. wouldn't have thought CDs would have went away. Right. But at the same time, the process of plugging my phone directly into my car mm-hmm. didn't really make a lot of. That didn't seem like a possible thing either. Right. You know, same with streaming films and all that other stuff. You would think things like DVDs and stuff like that would be just around forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, that's not only There's outdated, it's it's kind of like not even a thing anymore. Yeah. Like Walmart still sells Blu-ray and DVD and stuff, but I'm like, who the hell's buying that? Yeah. I don't know anyone that's buying that. Yeah. It's it's very strange. Like I've I've looked at uh well, Justice Society like that Justice Society movie, the animated film came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I saw that at Walmart, and I almost bought it on Blu-ray for the fact that it came with a digital copy. Yeah. And that's like the same price as getting it on Voodoo. And I'm like, mm, I could do that yeah. and just sell the Blu-ray, you know, or whatever. But I didn't do that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's still crazy to me if they still sell physical movies. You yeah. Know? I know. It's wild. It really is. Well, we, uh, we're going to take a break from this, go into, some, uh, go into some toy talk here. Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break a remain, do a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break a remain, do a bit of toy talk. Big underscore Bane, not a lot of toy news this week, really, but uh, one thing I was going to show you, obviously, we've been going over the AEW Unrivaled Series 4 figures, and in fact, Series 5 seems to be shipping soon. I haven't gotten any notifications on mine yet, but I know you pre-ordered Luchasaurus. I did, yeah. So that should be showing up uh, before too terribly long. Already sold out of ringside, so... I'm oh, I did? You did, yeah. Okay, you can't. Cool. You can't. You can get the two-pack now, the Jurassic Express two-pack, but not the single figure. Wow, I'm glad I pre-ordered. Absolutely. Uh, which I told you, I was like, that one probably will be a hot seller. Yeah. Well, this is Series 4. This is Sammy Guevara. Um, pretty cool figure. He comes with uh, the ring jacket, some sunglasses, and a sign that says, Hit Me Up, which I think is kind of funny. Um, kind of interesting. I was kind of shocked that he was in Wave 4. I felt like he would have been a little later down. Yep. But uh, good for him for getting a figure. Um, figure looks great. I will say this is one thing that I I I am of the thought process of that they should have given him a second head, and I'll, I'll show it to you here. The reason I say that is because he's got his tongue sticking out, and so I feel like that was yeah. like definitely a figure that needed a second head. Overall, though, I think it's a great looking figure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good figure. Um, I do. Yeah, I like the sign in the glasses and things like that. Yeah, I agree with you. He probably should have had um, a second head. Yeah. But, um, yeah, still not a bad figure. Yeah, but, I mean, good for him. I, I believe, much like Santana and Ortiz, that's his actual very first ever action figure. So Yeah. AEW's getting a lot of guys kind of checked off uh, on different things there. Absolutely. I also will I'll throw this out there. Uh, Ringside just revealed today as we record this, um, which is just a couple days before it drops, uh, a couple new AEW items that are now available on pre-order. I'm going to pull them up real quick. Uh, the first one being the toy tag belt is now available for pre-order. Which nice. Is, which is fun. So Although like for kids. Yeah, but I see that AEW title everywhere at Walmart. Yeah, it, it's all it, over it the place. It doesn't sell very well. 
And then also up for pre-orders, the barbed wire accessory pack, which uh, includes, you know, a barbed wire chair, bat, broom, kind of basically that John Moxley, Kenny Omega lights out match they had from about a year or so ago. Sure. So nothing too exciting, but some different stuff that you can add to your collection. So, yeah, I think it's cool. That is cool. So um, some pretty cool, pretty cool stuff, man. Um, to kind of go back to the Luchasaurus figure. Um, I still think that that could be figure of the year for 2021. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, is there really a close second right now? I would have to really think. Yeah. I have to really. Uh, like, and, and I think that's a, the thing. I mean, yeah. the fact that nobody can really pinpoint one that's, you know, I'm sure Jeff and Scott would probably have one on, on, on the list. But. And, and there's some great figures. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like all of them have been really good. But that one's just like. Because I think everyone was waiting on that guy. Like, they were waiting on that oh, yeah. figure. And then oh, when yeah. it hit it, like, it looks really good. So, yeah. you're like, okay. yeah. I'm curious it. to see it in person. Mm-hmm. Because I'd like to see if if it holds up to the pictures. Because I thought Dustin looked great in the pictures. And I got it home. I was like, eh, it's not that great. It's good. It's not great. Right. Yeah. His his could use some work, I think. Yeah. I hope they redo that in blue and kind of change some parts around a little bit. Yes. And he's a guy. And, you know, he's always been smart about it. But he's a guy who could legit just swap out colors and get a new figure every few months. I'd love know? to see black and green. I think that'd be fun. He ought to bring back the black and gold for for a night. He, yeah. He, I, he That might be a legal issue. I don't know. But it could be maybe. Um, but but then again, if you're still Dustin Rhodes and you dress up black and gold, I mean. Yeah. He could do black and silver. Be black rain again. Remember oh that? God. That was terrible. Yeah. I felt bad for the guy, too, because that was like when he was going through a lot of, was it drug stuff or was Mm -hmm. it just? He was real overweight. Yeah, really overweight. But. The name was cool. I liked Black Rain. That was a cool name. I thought it was cool, but I also thought it sucked that he was like pigeonholed into this gold dust weird gimmick, you know? It's like, I mean, right now he's doing the face paint and kind of the similar costume, but like. He's still Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, but know? I think it's probably more his choice than something he has. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this, this feels, you know, not no pun intended. It feels more natural. Yeah. And you know, the Black Rain was like clearly they were just trying to keep him in the Gold Dust gimmick. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Jazzwares is doing great. I feel like every every time they release new figures, they start looking better and better. Yes. So. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's cool stuff. Yeah. And I think it's keeping Mattel on their toes to make better stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Which uh, Mattel's been killing it for a couple years now. I mean, a lot of people are finding that new big Van Vader. Uh, I know you're a big Vader fan. We haven't talked about that. Is that something you want to get? Uh, it's something if I saw it, I'd probably get it. But yeah. I'm not like, I'm not going to buy it off ringside or nothing like that just to have it. Well, it's Target exclusive. So, right. Uh, well, okay. Well, there you go. If but, I see I mean, it, I'll, I'll snag it. It's got that, it's got that like Japan look and then the Mastodon helmet. It's a pretty cool looking figure. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, we got some uh, some PHPW talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. So we um, only got two more matches to announce. and So um, I got those out there. GBM is on the Twitter machine. He, he was kind of kind of throwing some uh, some stuff out there, like how come he didn't have the match with Bill Benis? Yeah, you know, um, I saw that initial tweet, and I gave it some thought, and then uh, some things have unfolded at PHPW Adrenaline over the past couple of weeks, and uh, him and him and Dobro have not been getting along. Yeah. Um, there's been some chaos backstage. It has, you know, rolled out into the into the ring um, over the past few weeks, and so. We're going to put Bill Benis on hold. Bill Benis is, you know, we, we've already announced him for a, a King of the Mountain Championship tournament. That's right. A Battle Royal. So Gosh, Bill, I hope he doesn't win that. Bill Benis is going to be put on hold until, you know, 
I'll, I, I, we can go ahead and make the announcement. I'll give you, uh, you know, next month. You know, you can have them next month. Okay. You know, GBM versus Bill Venus next month. But this month, uh, GBM has brought out a, a completely different side of Dobro, and I've I'm honestly not even sure what to make of it. I mean, we're seeing a very, very aggressive side of Dobro. Absolutely. I, mean, I don't know what the hell is going on with the House of Positivity, but it feels like it is crumbling. Um, so this month, Dobro demanded. He didn't ask. He didn't plead. He demanded. He has the match. Um. At, at May the Fist be with you against GBM and and uh, you know I gave him the match and he looked me in the eye and said, "Listen, you reap what you sow." And he well, walked away. I don't even know what the hell that means. That's kind of a I vague comment, is it not? I didn't do nothing to him. No. Uh, but he said, "You reap what you sow." So it's it's and, it's official. It's one on one. It's Dobro versus GBM. Yes, and so I I don't know what the hell is going on with Dobro. I I don't know um, I, I don't know what to think. But um, good luck, GBM. This is a different side of Dobro. I've never mm. seen it before. Indeed. But uh, we've got one more match to announce. We kind of announced it last week, but this is the official announcement breaker. PHPW Heavyweight Championship. Yep, it's on the line. And you know, last month we had a number one contenders match: Jordan Zeilinger versus Drew Vinsel. Yes. Jordan Zeilinger technically won, but there was some controversy. There was some controversy. That's why Drew Vinsel is once again getting the number one contender shot this month. So it's going to be Jordan Zeilinger versus Travis Fowler. For the PHPW Championship. PHPW Championship and our main event for May the Fist Be With You. I think now that everything's been announced, we should do a quick run through of the entire card so everybody is ready for May the Fist Be With You. Okay. So... We have and one one match technically is a little open ended, you know. Mm. So I'll I'll get to that here in just a second. But we have the Gatekeeper Championship on the line, Ethan Chambers versus Soda Hunter. Absolutely. We have big opportunity for Ethan Chambers there. Absolutely. We have the number one contenders match for the PHPW championship, Drew Vinsel versus Elvis Aliaga. Absolutely. Drew looking for some redemption there. Absolutely. And Elvis Aliaga's been to the dance before. He's never won. Indeed he has. But he's been there before. Um then we have the King of the Mountain Championship for the first time ever. We're going to decide the first King of the Mountain champion. Big Chuck versus Bill Benis versus Dmitry Alexandrov versus David Thomas versus Eric Barker versus Freakazord versus Ricky the Roper Rex and Pyro. And that's for the King of the Mountain Championship. King of the Mountain the Championship. The first ever King of the Mountain Championship. Yeah, the, the, the championship that will only be defended in eight-man battle royals. Wow, so, so I mean that could that could literally change hands every month, and probably will. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So then we have uh, real quick. You have a you have a prediction there. You know what? I, th- I I'm going to give it to Big Chuck, and here's why. See, I I I look at, you know, I you said it before, David Thomas. I mean, well, yeah, he's one win away, you know, yeah. from just being skyrocketed. Uh, I mean, but here's why I say Big Chuck. Looking looking at. The rest of the guys in there. He's the only one that's held a championship before. True. He's been to the dance. He's been there. And, you know, and not only a championship, the PHPW Heavyweight Championship. I mean, he's been at the top of the top. And, I mean, I, I think he could do it again. Very well may, may do it. Uh, then we have GBM versus Dobro that we just announced. 
That will be an interesting match to say the least. Absolutely, we got to figure out what the hell's going on with Dobro. You reap what you sow, GBM. Yes. Um, then we have the diehard championship on the line as Kreger takes on Mike the Cleaner. Big opportunity for Kreger. Absolutely. We'll see if he can uh, go against the head of security here. Then we have a triple tango tornado tag team match. Say that five times fast. Wreck my podcast. Versus high-level enterprise versus doing the favor. And these triple tango tag team matches, you have to not only eliminate each team, you have to eliminate each tag team member. So five eliminations. Five eliminations in this match. So, so if your partner gets eliminated, you could still win the match. And you said it's a number one contenders tag team match, yes. correct? Yes. Okay, interesting. So then we have the tag team championship on the line. We've been doing that wild card tag team Absolutely. tournament. Absolutely. And um the winners of that wild card tag team tournament. We still have a couple more matches to go to figure that out. Actually, just one more match, I believe. Um, so the winner of that, we will find out. I uh, should be by next week. We know, and they They'll be will facing fully posable, right? Face fully posable. So then our uh, main event of the evening will be Jordan Zeilinger taking on Travis Fowler. Is Tier One still ready? We will find out. He's been ready for a while. He has been proven. When is the date on May the Fist be with you? Do you have a date yet? Yes, it is. Going to be May 29th. May 29th on YouTube. Yes. Get ready for it. Absolutely. Big, big night of action, obviously. And we're not going to do our tournament just yet. We're going to wait a few weeks, I think, kind of let the uh, Marvel versus DC kind of digest. Yep. But as we announced last week, it will be the best fictional wrestlers in a movie or television. So, you know, Jimmy King... Bone Saul McGraw, mm-hmm. the revolting blob. Mm-hmm. If you have any suggestions, please throw them our way. Yeah. Um, Would it be cheating to uh, uh, throw in Jushin Liger? Yes. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I actually do. I think Zeus is also cheating because because he actually wrestled because he actually wrestled and um, Thunderlips hundred percent on the list. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like Vader was in Boy Meets World, but he's a real wrestler. What What about uh, Rip? I, think, I mean, if you're going to ban Zeus, are you going to ban Rip? I'm not going to ban Rip, but I don't want two Hulk Hogan's. Right. And I'd rather have Thunderlips. I got you. Yeah. That, so that's my uh, that's my overall thought there. But I love the Rip character, though. That was so weird that yeah. it, the movie is essentially Hulk Hogan. Yes. But he's not Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't he just be Hulk Hogan? I don't know, but like... What a strange concept. I, I loved those colors so much better than the uh, yellow and red. Yeah, it's it's like he's doing the the Samoan like like yeah hey, brother, but like he threw his like knuckle. If it's got the knuckle, yeah, he's got yeah. the knuckle up there too. It's like that's so weird. But like, but why not just be Hulk Hogan? I know I you could have done the entire same movie because he's a he's Hulk Hogan in the movie. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, but just call him Hulk. And he did the Axe Bomber, which I guess he did in Japan. What's, what's the, the double big double axe handle to the chest? Oh yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure years later he probably like I really wish I'd done that because. Uh, um, the leg drop missed his back up so much. Yeah. So, you know, live and learn, Terry. Yep. <laughs> Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? You know what? Let's just plug it up. Of course, we've got the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. Check out that show. It's it's amazing, especially if you're a wrestling figure fan. They drop every Sunday just like this show. Uh, and Scott, of course, has his side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Good shows, good dudes over there. Yes, and uh, Scott was the most recent guest on 
uh, you know it's fake, right? Yeah. A lot of people really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. So check that out. Of course, Doing the Favor with uh, Eric and Barry. Um, mm-hmm. Another great show with two awesome dudes. They drop two shows a week. Yep. One more on wrestling, one more on sports, which I think is really cool. Absolutely. Kind of hit both uh, both areas there, whatever you're into. And um, uh, great dudes. Uh, Barry was recently on You Know It's Fake, right? Eric Brown actually will be coming up on a future episode as well. Okay. So uh, really great guys. Check out Doing the Favor. Absolutely. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Uh, another great show. Always uh, always fun uh, retro look at wrestling, which I enjoy. So check out their show. Yep. The Ringside Rant with RJ. Uh, another great show. Check that out. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless, Ruthless Ryan Davidson, which recently came back from, from hiatus. Check that one out as well. Um, and then, of course, Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim. Yeah, yeah. Those, those two gentlemen over there. Uh, yeah, Big Chuck said he wanted to bang my sister on a recent episode. You don't have a sister. I don't have a sister. Yeah, I think he was talking about my sister-in-law, which is, I mean, it's kind of even weirder. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if it's weirder, but it's just as weird as if I would have had a sister. I think anything Big Chuck says about your family is definitely weird. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a bizarre episode. Yeah. Definitely want to punch him in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know, kind of grossed me out a little bit. Yeah, well, like, he's uh when I first heard it I kind of I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. where you throw up is in your mouth. Yes. Um yeah. You should spit it out though. It's Oh no, I swallowed it. Like gross. like a God. man. Like a oh, like God. a man. I would puke just <laughs> swallowed. It. I'm a joiner, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like Andy Bernard. <laughs> Lead eight showdown. Big Chuck sucks, but their show is actually pretty funny. Absolutely. Uh Boots of the Face, check out their show. Uh, Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin, another another favorite of ours. We both yep. enjoyed that one. Yep, check them out. Um, Wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Another another good one over there. Yeah, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Uh, pulling up a chair with a chair shot, and Howling with the Wolf with yes. our buddy Jason Wolf. Yeah, who's uh, you know artwork podcasts, you know custom figures. What do you think of that big bully music? I dug it. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Actually, like, I don't even know who that guy is, but I dug the figure. I briefly remember him in like 91. Yeah. Um, he didn't. I remember him just being like, he was a bully. You know, he'd come out and like, kid would have a balloon. He'd take it, throw it up in the sky. You oh, know? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Big bully music. Definitely should have had a figure. Yeah. But he had a very short run. So it well, now, now he does have a figure. By God. Absolutely. Wrestling comic books, grapple hold into be the man, and then uh, tales from planet WrestleTopia. You can find um, both all of those on Amazon, and then uh, the to be the man and uh, WrestleTopia are also on Comicsology. And then, of course, our other podcasting projects. Uh, you know, it's fake, right? Uh, with me on uh, on Mondays. The next guest, of course, is uh, Riker, Wizard of the Sea. You know Riker. Oh yeah. And uh, that will be coming up on Monday. And then uh, last week, of course, was uh, Scott Toon, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So, some really, really fun guests on that show. And then, of course, uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. You are back. Yeah, it's uh, it's there. So why is he? Uh, why is he like giving advice on how to be a wrestler? I don't know, man. He's uh, he he decided that you know he he's back said, to basics was yeah, the name of the episode. Back, he said he wanted to get back to basics. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I guess now that now that he's kind of somewhat active again in phpw he's he's thinking God. like maybe i don't know maybe it's time for everybody to sit on a learning tree of, of bill benis so 
it sounds like if that's the case that the uh, quality of our program is really going to go to shit. Yeah. You know, if people listen to them. So, I mean, I'm telling you guys, don't listen to them. Uh, it's listen to the show. Just don't. Well, I think it goes on saying don't take Bill Benis's advice. Yes. My God. Listen to the show because I tell him how much he's wrong. Yes. And I call him out on. All I love shit. the scathing promo you cut on him. That yeah, was you know, very it was, enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it was, I made him cry. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah, I hope I can do it again. <laughs> And then, of course, also I have a new side project, the TB Toycast with my buddy Travis Fowler. We just dropped episode three uh, this past week on Battle Trolls, which was yeah. a, a really fun toy line from the 90s. Yeah. Um, and we're finally up on Apple. We had some issues getting it up on Apple, but it is officially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, so pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. I know most people are Apple listeners, so it's there and it is ready to roll. Boom. Of course, all of Bane's music you can stream over on Apple or... Um, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes, right? Spotify, iHeartRadio, hell, TikTok. Yeah, you TikTok. Know, I mean, just, where, just wherever you get your tunes. Definitely. And if you want to support our show, a great way to do that is patreon.com forward slash BBPH. We have four tiers available, um, each one a little bit different, but you get some great prizes in each tier. Yes. Uh, including the weekly uh, Adrenaline PHPW show. You get the weekly Energy Shot, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some various video game podcasts from myself. Yep. A big underscore Bane sometimes does some Bane's World video. So there's a lot of different stuff you can get. So check us out, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Yep. And then um, uh, Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co., a couple of your little side projects there. Yep, check those out. Um, nothing really new going on at the moment, but um, we're getting close to that summertime. So Yeah, uh, we are. On Average Panda, not Average Panda, on Outsiders Beard Co., we're going to be hitting those summertime scents, so the spring scents aren't going to be around for too much longer. So grab them while you can. Grab them while you can. And of course, all of our T-shirts uh, you can get over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and then WhatAManeuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. Absolutely. So anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.